2: Welcome to the Dr. Joe Show. Good to hear you, Mark. Here you I'm are. I'm going a little more and more every week, aren't huh? I? I love I'm it. I'm digging in it. a little deeper every time.
3: I, I mean, one time it's going to be the entire show. It's just going to be mm,
2: No, but we're going to oh. get it so that people are going to use it as their ringtone soon. That would be great. Yeah. Maybe you. Maybe yeah. you should be the first to use that the as doc- your ringtone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Dr. Joe, tonight, yeah. big night. We've got a great show We tonight. have done... Some know, really cool shows. you guys cool hear me
3: shows. out there? That, that's <laughs> Greg. He's, can you see? He, he was on the previous show. Yeah. Hi, Greg. Right.
2: Yes, Facebook. Veterans Voice. Facebook Voice. Facebook yeah. Fans. Yeah. Facebook Live. All right, so what are we doing tonight, Mark? So we've done some pretty cool shows, Dr. Joe. Yeah. Some controversial shows. Yeah. Hot Topics. Current yeah. Topics. Yeah. Tonight. Tonight. Will be the best show we've ever done, without well, question.
3: Because we have some incredible guests right here in our
2: studio. Your passion project. Right yeah. let's talk about this passion project
3: as my wife says carol would say you know this is uh, dr joe's brainchild but but she was raising it <laughs> no no so so this is can you guys hear me there yeah facebook and drug you. story theater so drug story theater What we do is we have a non-profit organization. Uh, We have a website, drugstorytheater.org, and that's theater with an E-R, because unfortunately so many of our kids sometimes wind up there. What we do is we take kids in the early stages of recovery from drugs and alcohol. We teach them improvisational theater, and then we use something called psychodrama, and they create their own scripted shows about the seduction of, addiction to, and recovery from drugs and alcohol. And then they perform those shows for middle schools and high schools so the treatment of one becomes the prevention of many. And that's our slogan. The treatment of one becomes a prevention of many. And in between each scene, the kids step out of character and they do these PowerPoint presentations, also scripted PowerPoint presentations, teaching the audience about the adolescent brain and why it's at such risk for addiction. Now,
2: so the actors actually do the teaching mid-show. Yeah, they're not even actors. I mean, right. these are
3: kids who are not professional actors. But they are, who are skilled
2: actors, though. They are incredible. Yeah. Right.
3: They're incredible. And then the kids in the audience take a pre-show test, okay. and, answering questions about the brain, and then they take the same test after the show and they answer the same questions and uh, my professor Ken Teixeira who's my director of research out of Quincy College and my intern Aaron what they do is they, they collect the data and we've yeah. actually presented this data yeah. in New York we actually presented it in Spain which is kind of cool and we're so showing hold on so hold on uh, yeah, yeah, that, okay. let me back you up the uh, back data up.
2: Up. being pre-show, pre-show test versus post show right and we okay. want to
3: see what is the change in perception in sixth graders all the way through 12th graders. Okay. And we've done this now for more than, what do you think, 15,000 kids or wow. more on the South Shore. Wow. Yeah. yeah now amazing. we have our third troop going out. Is that... The third troupe has just started rehearsing. Okay. We're actually actually looking for kids. So if there are any kids out there who are interested in, in working with us, you can go to the, the website, drugstorytheater.org, go to the contact page, and just uh, contact my executive uh, assistant and my COO, Kathleen. Who's also over there.
2: For yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when you say you're looking for actors, are you looking for extras or are you no. looking for no, recovering yeah. addicts? Yeah, kids okay. who are
3: ready to be sober. Got it. Kids who are ready to be sober. Uh, you know, so right. this
2: is a call out for Absolutely. anybody who wants to get sober and acted out on stage yes. you are welcome
3: yes absolutely wow. and it, it's becomes quite powerful you know the, <laughs> you the, the the group of kids get pretty close yeah and then i have nicole conlon who Hi, is nicole. who is my my writer and i i want to just give a shout out to a couple of people who have really helped us before we okay. go any
2: further let's do that
3: senator vinity Mesito. okay right of plymouth he has been an enormous enormous powerhouse behind this uh, he really helped us all get started republican with the help of our state rep, a Democrat, Jim Cantwell, and I am honored to say that Jim Cantwell is on the phone right now. Ha ha, that's Hello, great. Mr. Representative. That's great. Dr. Strand, how are you? I am great. Thank you so much for calling in. Listen, we, we owe you and, and Tim Cruz, our, our DA, so much gratitude. What's been your impression of what we're doing?
1: Uh, well, what you have is a groundbreaking way with evidence-based manner to show that the the improvisational type of uh, drama that you have these students do, have them get up and be able to do. I know it is scripted, but I've watched it so many times that I can see them kind of work in different details with each crowd. But to have people who are in recovery talk about their own experiences, how they then were, were unfortunately addicted, and then how they're coming out of it, is incredibly powerful, uh, and what I, I what I stress when we're getting funding for it at the state level is the kind of connection that, that these young people are able to make with other young folks, uh, the fact that you have uh, the test that gets done at the beginning or the questionnaire so students can talk about what their impressions are about marijuana and drug use before hearing the play and then afterwards on seeing those numbers move dramatically. The, what I loved Joe that, that, that you have when you talk of each of these students being able to make their case for how people should stay drug free is it, then when you are paying them, at least for the first one that I went to down in Plymouth and in Marshfield, it, it, that it could be a job for right. these students who are spending so much time. It just—it's a wonderful model that that I hope. You know, having begun in Marshfield and Plymouth, we'd love to see it being able to go not just around Plymouth County, but to to uh, be a a statewide
3: model. Yeah, that's what I'm really hoping was representative. Hey,
2: Jim, this is Mark Stiles. Hey, Mark, how are you? Uh, I'm I'm well, Jim. Hey, thank you so much for your support and the awareness of what you're doing also with this epidemic. But was there an easier time to cross the aisle than for something like this? No,
1: never. You know, Although you'd be surprised to know, or maybe you shouldn't be, at, at uh, my level, um, you know, Vinnie Dimasito, who was a dear, dear friend, uh, and used to sit right across from me, but you know, we worked together on multiple issues, and, and this one certainly crosses all social aspects because it, it you know it used to be you'd think a person using heroin would be a person living under a bridge or something somewhere but as we've all learned from our life experience this crosses every single family doesn't matter anything about your upbringing people are up in the throes of addiction it is something that we are been arguing for many years now, and Dr. Shran being a leader and yourself, Mark, of saying that this is uh, its a public health crisis. It's not a criminal justice matter where the common term is we're not going to arrest our way out of the problem. So to have, as you, your question was, you know, to have people who can put aside any partisan differences and say, we're going to work together and make a difference on this critical issue, it has been very easy.
2: Speaking of the bipartisanism of this, uh, I just saw something on the news just last night, or the night before, that uh, Governor Baker has put forth a, a task force of such. I didn't really dig deep into it, but what what is that he's doing? Yeah,
1: what he, There was a, a task force that was created just a little over two and a half years ago that went around the state that Mary Lou Sutters uh, was heading it up. Uh, our sheriff, Plymouth County Sheriff Joe McDonald was one of the members of it. Another gentleman who's on a commission with me now, Ray Thomasai from Boston. So they made a series of recommendations to improve upon things that we did, starting with Governor Patrick. Again, showing it's bipartisan. Uh, He did come up with with a uh, a new round of discussions for how we can do early intervention, which is my passion and what I'm doing a lot of work for, how they can have more treatment, uh, more recovery opportunities. So, you know, you're you're right, Governor Baker has been someone who has been uh, at the the helm of this, too, and and is on uh, the National Opiate Commission, I believe. I don't know the exact term, but he's been giving recommendations that hopefully will take effect nationally.
3: And our state rep, uh, Cantwell, has been doing the Promote Prevent Group which he really spearheaded. Right. And that's beginning to do some incredible
2: work as well. This he is, and his wife are spearheading that. Jen, Jen Catwell is, is... Yeah, a, Jennifer. Right. Yeah. Big, big supporter.
3: Yeah, but she's doing the yeah. Marshfield Facts. I mean, she's, facts, she's put called. together, you. you know, a consortium of, of people in the town, right. the stakeholders who are trying very hard to bring more awareness about this. And again, as Jim is saying, it's not about scaring kids. It's not about saying you're bad kids. And that's part of why I wanted to introduce Let's right do now...
2: do I can't wait.
3: Two of my young cast members and one of my even younger cast members <laughs> sitting next to her so Shayna, heather and heather's grandmother hi nana nana hi, and over here's nicole and what i wanted to do folks and thank you so much i, I know that you've got something else to do i really appreciate you you're coming on the air. If you need to to bow out, I understand.
1: Thank you both for what you... Think. Thank you, Dr. Shren. Thank you, Mark. And, and I look forward to catching you both in the future. Great. Thank you, Jim. Thanks for all the support. See you soon.
3: Okay. So what I want to do is, in a moment, I want to go to what the opening of the show is. So for folks in the audience, you would be watching the show. And Nicole is going to read the part of Emily.
4: I'm Emily. I'm Shayna. I'm Heather.
5: There's something that you need to know about the stories we're about to tell.
4: They're all true. They come from our experiences
5: and the people we've met. So if something seems unbelievable or crazy... We probably thought the same thing when we did it.
6: We were all lectured, talked down to, warned and scared straight so we'd stay away from drugs and alcohol.
4: It didn't work. We're not here to scare you or not. Everyone who struggles with substance
5: abuse... But we have. In these stories, we hope you can see and know what we didn't.
3: And then it goes into Emily's story. And... And what Emily would, would do is basically act out a little bit about her experience. She's talking a lot about about being ostracized from from the kids in her school, of being bullied a bit, of being very depressed. And we find, you know, that's part of using. That's one of the reasons that kids use is they try to avoid certain feelings. So what was it at first? Why did you first start using? What was going on?
4: The first time I ever used, I was with my friend and it was just kind of like, we were in middle school, she had stole it from our older brother and so we just kind of tried right. it out. Can I
2: ask a question? Stole what? Stole weed. Okay, so that was the beginning of your Yeah, use? I started
4: off with weed at first.
2: In middle school?
4: I was also very
6: young when I started using. I started with um spice. What's, What's that? I don't want to get into that right now. Um, spice is little plants. They're sprayed with different chemicals, and kids can get it at, like, gas stations, and they smoke it.
3: There used to be Spice, K2. It had all sorts of weird names. That, so what would it be for otherwise? It was meant to be, it was marketed as incense. So you would, you would light it up, and you'd smell it. But kids pretty quickly learned that you could light it up and smoke it yeah. instead and it shana so shana got into spice too oh, yeah. right mm-hmm. so what were the effects
2: of that spice like what would happen was it a
4: like a marijuana different types of spice had different types of effects because again you never know really what you were getting sometimes it was just like more of like a hallucinogen type a deal but huh. It was, I don't, know, I don't know how to explain. It's really weird, type of. It's not like marijuana at, at all. It's very scary,
6: yeah. actually. The high is nothing like a weed high. No, it's not. At all. No. It's unpredictable. So too. is
2: it still in the gas station? It's, okay. well,
6: it's
4: very hard to come it's by. It's now. hard we to come by now. You can also get it online as well. More smoke shops, I feel like. Have them. Yeah. Not, not gas stations.
3: So, you know, so we called it synthetic marijuana, but, but as the kids are saying, it does not have the same effect at all. As a matter of fact, we've had kids get really violent and psychotic. Like bath salts, right? Is like bath salts. That's right. That's right. And it's um, very, very damaging to your body and your brain. <laughs> I would you've imagine. We've had, had kids go into kidney failure. We've had kids have seizures. I mean, we've, we've had to. But really it's work.
2: relatively common it was okay. it was and and
3: and and this sort of gets into one of the really interesting things um about drugs and alcohol it was really common for quite some time not just because of the availability but because kids thought it was okay and safe
2: so let's let's talk about that for a second yep i'm hearing a lot about vaping lately yep and that is what kids are doing right now. And I ask, what are you vaping? Are you vaping weed? Are you vaping oils, spices? What, and some of what they're vaping is just clear, colored air, right? Heather, what do you think about vaping? Um,
6: it's a difficult thing to. Uh, uh, th- well, what do I vape, or what do other people vape? I don't vape.
3: Right,
2: exactly. But, um, That's right. That's <laughs> what I wanted to hear. Yes, thank yeah. you. She,
6: she don't vape. vape. No. She don't <laughs>
2: vape, and neither yeah. should you. That's, That's right. Neither should you. It's
6: actually, um, it's known that it's just as bad as a cigarette. No, yeah, it's not. It's not better at but all. But if there's yeah.
2: nicotine in it.
6: Uh, right. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's still just as bad as like a regular. cigarette. So, there is nicotine. You, you can get. Yes. I think you can get it with nicotine. Different, That's right. Different yeah. of milligrams. Of to That's me- right. wean you off of cigarettes, but Correct. it's still not good for you.
3: Supposedly to wean yeah. you off of cigarettes.
6: And a lot of kids are just smoking it because it's cool. Right. Not right. to wean off of anything, they just start with that.
2: Right. And 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 again, so that could create a gateway, uh, just like being cool, smoking nothing. Who knows? But mm-hmm. getting into that cool crowd, and then guess what? Well, we can certainly talk about gateway. You know,
3: one of the one of the things that I believe is marijuana is a gateway to other drugs. And and you can see, you know, if you were listening here, you would know that we've had this discussion before on the air. Do
2: people actually dispute that? Oh yeah, yep. People, they dispute that marijuana is a gateway to other drugs. Well, I think that's been one of the big marketing campaigns
4: for the right? new recreation.
3: N- that's right. Marijuana. marijuana is not a gateway. Marijuana is safe. It's okay. You can do it, it's all right. What do you guys think about that?
4: Well, I think some people can smoke marijuana and be fine, but like you've said before, like a lot of kids that have gone through Castle that are into heroin, you have asked them what they started with and they started with weed, but there also are people that have started with weed and don't necessarily go to heroin, but I definitely agree that it can be a gateway drug if that's the way-
3: You're going. Yeah. yeah, And, and that's a really important distinction to make, right? Do you want to guys tell the audience about the numbers I know it's boring.
2: Mm.
3: <laughs> it's boring, but this is part of what we teach. So, well, this is awareness. If you start using, go ahead, Shayna.
4: Start using after 21. One out of 25 can become addicted. But if you start using before the age of 18, 18 which did. we did, um, <laughs> it goes right. dramatically to a one in four chance wow. of becoming addicted for life. One
3: in four, and we then—that's marijuana. That—that's for any drug. Okay. Any drug, if you start using after the age of 21, yeah. one out of 25 people at risk for lifelong addiction, you start using before the age of 18, that goes the number goes from one in 25 to one in four. Wow.
2: So that and, is just based on the development of the brain. That's then.
3: right. and 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 if you're using <laughs> opioids, it's one in three. So what that suggests is that depending on the kind of drug that you use, you may have a greater or less chance. But it averages out to one in four. Right. So, you know, there's some data that says, well, maybe it's like one in nine or one in ten for weed and, you know, but but the average is one in four. And that's that's what we worry about. And what the kids will teach is this is directly a result of the adolescent developing brain. When's the tour start? Well, we we're going to talk about the tour, but we have a call. (laughs) We have a call. We have Brianna from Marshfield. Welcome on the air, Brianna. Brianna. Thank you. So how can we help you? What's on your mind?
0: Well, at first, I didn't really know that this was a thing. But when I found out about it, my friend Carly told me that her mom, Mrs. Wright, was working on it. And I thought not only was it very interesting, but I think it's a really fresh take on the topic. And it can help a lot of people by not only sparking their interest, but showing truth through that as well. And I definitely think that a lot of these stories not only can be relatable to people, but they can help them out just by spreading knowledge. And I think they did a really good message, send, and it's a really good thing to just do for people. And I admire that, and I'm glad that they're doing it.
6: Thank you. Thank you.
2: Yeah. So we got to take this nationally, Doctor Joe. Well, we we're we're trying.
6: It's gonna have to happen.
2: Gonna yeah, have actually. to happen. We're going viral so, with uh, YouTube and Facebook, so, and people are going to find well, out. I hope so. So hashtag awareness.
3: Brianna, Dr. Joe. you you still on the air? There, still with us? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I I'm just wondering from in your experience, and do you know anybody or know anybody who knows anybody who's had been sort of caught up in this whole opioid crisis? Actually, um,
0: yeah, sort of drugs in general. I know a lot of kids that it's varied influences that make them do these things but i feel like they all relate to one thing in the end and it's that they all sort of are doing it either other people are influencing them or they think that they can put their own problems um i know one kid he used opioids but a lot of them also selling the drugs too and they really know what to do like they're thinking oh this makes me look cool this makes me look better or i'm helping myself by avoiding my problems and i think that that's not necessarily true so by having other people show what damage this does and what's true what's not true that can help a lot too because not only is it reaching out to adults but it can reach out to kids as well because I know that kids take a lot of interest in theater and although they never admit it a lot of kids like gaining information as well and
3: yeah (laughs) shana have a response to that what do you think the kids using because they want to be social and fit in or because they're trying to but avoid
0: feelings it, oh sorry they see it as sort of an edgier thing do not and they also know the effects of the drugs that they're using some of them can be depressants, some of them can make them have more energy and they use it as an alternative to sometimes dealing with those problems or facing those problems hmm. or uh, actually getting regular medical help
2: brianna but, can i ask you a question of course how old are you me. Yes.
0: What would you say if I told you I was
3: 14? I would believe you. I would think that was great. And that is ex- Brianna, you you are exactly the the age group that we are trying to reach 100%. and I am so delighted that you are calling with this much wisdom because Thank you. this is really what it's about, you know. I I I think that uh the more you can understand how amazingly cool your brain is, how valuable you are, how you don't need to worry about proving yourself. I think those kids are more likely to say, Yeah, I don't really need to get high. I'm not, I'm feeling great. Right. You know? So Heather and Shane, was that the experience? I mean did you start using because you felt like you wanted to fit in, or you were feeling depressed, or feeling anxious? Or did you just start just to try it, and then it began to to, yeah. to get out of control?
6: I was very depressed, and I thought, oh, I'm just going to get high this once, or I'm going to get drunk this one time. And it ended up like I would wake up, and just like in the play, every morning I'd wake up, I'd go to school high, and go home, get high, like before I went to bed, get high. Sometimes I wouldn't even go to sleep. I would just go to school the next day and not sleep. Like, it, it became a huge problem for me. But it was more, I don't think, maybe there was a part of me that wanted to fit in, but I feel like my friends at the time weren't using. Mm. They, actually, I, my, I lost my all of my friends because of it. All of my old friends. And, and how now old? It's funny because they use now, so, hmm. yes. And you're um,
2: sober. So you
3: started first. Did, now, yeah. did you lose them or?
6: What? Did I lose my friends?
3: Or did you Gain. give them away?
6: Yeah, I gave them away. Right. So, yeah.
3: so can you explain what we try to teach the kids this, that you haven't lost anything using. You're not a victim. You gave these things away when you started using, and you can take them back. And that's part of the biology of the brain that we teach the kids. There are these different chemicals in the brain that can interfere with each other. And that's why the first show, The
2: Price You Pay, is Trust did the teacher did the teachers pick up on it were they did um, they get involved
6: well actually i did get in trouble one day in school like they um did all the drug tests on me like the, the flashlight in the eyes and all that stuff had to stand on one foot because i was honestly drinking out of a water bottle this brown c- liquor alcohol hmm. um and before i had walked into school i smoked spice um she doesn't know this. This is my grandmother. <laughs> oh,
3: wow. This, We're, yeah, this I, is... I, learned
6: something new. Learn
3: something new. Yeah. And, um,
6: yeah, they, yeah. I
4: think they, they knew. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure anybody would know. If and they that's 12. middle school. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And, and Shana, what about you?
4: I was about 13, 14 when I started dabbling with anything. Dabbling. Dabbling in the nice. ads.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, Brianna, any other questions or thoughts uh, for our, our crew here? Any other comments?
0: Um, yes, actually. Um well first off I wanna agree with the age limits or where you start using the drugs because I've definitely seen in sixth grade you first start hearing about it and then in seventh grade people actually might start using it and then eighth grade sometimes it gets really serious and speaking from experience. Of course I haven't used them but I know other kids that Good. have been in this
3: situation. Good, Good, Brianna. Well, let's have a round of applause for yes, that, Brianna. Yeah. More
0: Brianna, thank you. I'm just doing what I should be doing. Yeah,
3: that's right, Brianna. Thanks so Smart much, girl. so much for calling in tonight. Really appreciate it, and we we are just so thrilled to have uh, kids like you out there in the community helping all of us. Thanks, Brianna.
0: Well,
2: thank you. Thanks, thanks, Brianna. Thanks. So we so, had Heather hi. and Shauna, Shana, Shana, Shana <laughs> eleven and twelve and thirteen years old. Yep. How old are we now?
6: About to be seventeen in like
4: a month. Okay. I'm 20 now.
2: All right. And how long have we been clean?
4: Two years. Both.
2: In that. in in yes. harmony, isn't that Congratulations great?
3: Congratulations. Yeah, it's great. So, that. so you know, really interesting thing just just happened. Was it on okay. the air that Kathy just found out about something yeah. that she didn't know? Was that we were?
2: Was that i think it might have been facebook live
3: okay so what just happened was during during the break folks uh, heather was talking a little bit about what she was using and how old she was and she said and my grandmother doesn't know this so can we just move the mic over to kathy for a moment also known as nana also known as nana who is in the show guys that's what's so cool about this is there are these scenes with with heather and her nana uh... and and this gets recreated so what was it like just, just
2: hearing this? This new I news? I
7: couldn't believe it. That she would do that, go like that to school.
2: Yeah. So did you guys live you guys live together all the time? Yes. So while she was using and now? Yes. So you've seen some stuff? Yep. So what have you seen different? What were the for for
3: parents out there who may be listening? Were there sort of warning signs, were there clues that maybe you wish you'd picked up on?
7: Yeah, I'm sure there was. Yeah, like what? Um, finding things that in the house that she had gotten, and I do not know where they came from. Eventually, I did start seeing her like staggering, coming home. I pick her up at her friend's house, and she comes staggering out. Yeah. And so,
2: how did you finally figure it out?
7: It took a while, being my age, right? And
2: and not wanting to believe that. And not possible, absolutely
7: right? not wanting to believe that my granddaughter would do something like that. Right. No mm-hmm. way.
3: Yeah, we have a phrase in psychiatry. Denial is not just a river in <laughs>
2: Egypt. <laughs> Thank you, Shana. Thank you. Is that only in psychology?
3: No, psychiatry. Psychiatry. Mark, I mean, sorry, it only matters sorry, sorry, to psychiatrists. Sorry, sorry. You guys. So tell me, what did you do once you figured out
2: what was going on with your granddaughter? What did you do?
7: I got her into counseling.
2: So how did you find out? Like, what was the pivotal moment where you found out, oh, my goodness, my granddaughter is using drugs?
7: I think I found out when she was... Um, she was doing the spice, I think. I remember. Where was the it? The
6: day that you
7: caught me. When?
6: Um, the night before. Oh, well, I had an iPad at the time. I had an iPad, and my iPad had oh. a video of me smoking um, weed. Um, that was smoking. it. It was. It was a. They call <laughs> them yeah. roaches. Was it on roach? Snapchat? Little...
2: Did you? <laughs> was it a Snapchat? No, it was just a video. Instagram. I, I
6: got a new iPad for Christmas, and <laughs> it was a video, and I was smoking the roach, and I think. The next morning or something she went through my iPad and found it and my friend that I'd been smoking the roach with in my bedroom was mm. like sleeping still and yeah it was
2: yeah so was Nana you were looking at her iPad and, and yeah. kind of monitoring what she was doing yeah. and Sort of like a th- bloodshot iPad, wouldn't yeah. you say? I remember well, that you said, <laughs> <we> recommend you <laughs> We recommend monitoring uh, devices yes, of we, children, do Yes, we do. Absolutely.
6: Your exact words were, did you make a mistake last night? That's what you said. You said, did you make a mistake? And I said, no. He said, what's this? And I said,
2: oh, Whoa. that mistake. That's a great question, Anna.
3: Did <laughs> you make a mistake Make last a mistake
2: night? by leaving the video on <laughs> yeah. the iPad or make a mistake by smoking the roach? Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so then what?
7: So then um she started to get into taking cold pills and she was and
2: we're still in lower early middle school right yes
7: yes and they would make her completely out of it
2: how were you taking the cold pills were you snorting them
7: oh no um well
6: they're coarse eating cough and cold they're called triple c's it's in the play they're they're little pills that they have DMX or something, yep. dextromorphine. That's right. I don't know how to say it. It's um, not
3: morphine, but it's okay.
6: It's something. Yeah. It's something.
3: But um, it is definitely
2: yeah. not In good. Family. What was the experience? Was
6: taking, like, about around 24, 26 of them at a time.
2: So you'd go into okay. CVS with um, a grocery cart and just fill it up with these I things? I would steal them. Oh, okay. Um,
6: I, you have to be 18 to buy them. I was definitely really? not 18 years old. Didn't that, look it. That's um, right.
3: I don't understand 18. this. But Well, actually... Because of the triple C epidemic, which nobody really thinks about, mm-hmm. that's why you can't just go into CVS anymore and buy these things. They're all behind the counter. Yeah, now. it's all okay. behind the counter. I was unaware of that. It's much more yeah. difficult. You can still it's, buy. Yeah. You can still get some other things. We're not going to tell you on the air just you know. in case you go. Oh, I think we will try that. Yeah. we
2: trying to avoid but that. Here, right? We are. But
3: what was what happened to your head? With uh, with triple C's. Oh my
6: goodness! I was I was like a space cloud. I was every all over the place. Like I um. I couldn't say my words right i was I was zoning out every five seconds. I just wasn't all there. It kind of really messed with my brain and the way I thought. um I thought what I was doing was okay. I didn't think anything I was doing was wrong i was I would lash out at people when I didn't have them
2: so again, without saying any names, who introduces you to triple c like at what point i
6: that was me, you myself, don't, really? and I. Really?
2: But how did, you know? how, did you know? how did you know? How
6: did you know? I looked it up online on my mm.
2: Other places phone. to get high?
6: I am um, at way home, at, ho- at home ways to get high. Mm. And oh. I learned a lot of things. What? And, yeah, like
2: there's a website? I
4: don't yeah. think a lot of work, but like a lot of like different, I've done that too. And like, it's like really weird things that most of them don't work. And they're probably more dangerous for not working. But there's a lot of scary stuff on the internet.
7: Birds oh, bees goodness. on your
4: eyelids. <laughs> what i
6: try it. it doesn't work what but it was, what? it was on the website it was it was birds birds Speed is a chapstick you put it on top of your eyelids and it's supposed to do something but it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't
2: all right so let's get back to the core of this like yeah. what is it yep dr joe yep. that and we'll ask our guests here what is it that's making them want to get this feeling well
3: Let's, let's ask them, and then, then I'll talk a little bit about All the right. neuroscience behind it.
4: Get what feeling? High. Which feeling? What makes it you Like you're,
2: you're young, yeah. impressionable. You, you take the leap of faith of getting high, and now you're constantly looking for different ways to get high. What was going on in your mind at the time that that was happening, that you're s- s- thinking to yourself, my friends aren't doing this. I'm doing it, but I don't want to stop doing it, but yet I probably shouldn't be doing it
4: because it felt good well maybe not like down the road it didn't feel so good but in like the beginning it felt good and you're always chasing that feel good feeling of like not just sitting with self and feeling like not necessarily crap but like all the different emotions and then you get high and it's like wow i don't have to feel that way and so you're just continuously chasing that good feeling
3: and this is the seduction that's why we talk about the seduction addiction and recovery that's what drugs free theater is showing and one of the things when we were first starting to do this, one of the one of the worries that the kids had was that these early scenes in the show would make it look too appealing. Right. That it looks, you know, wow, that looks really like a lot of fun. That looks great, and then the audience gets slammed with the addiction, and that was not so great, right? Well, so what happened, Shana, when you realized? What was the first time you realized that you really had a, a problem?
4: Um the first time I realized I had a problem um I had had a really long problem with spice and I my counselor at school mentioned that I might have a problem I was like no no not not me I don't have a problem I can give it counselor up
2: Counselor from what grade?
4: Um I was in high school I was probably ninth grade at that point
2: point. And your counselor knew you were using spice?
4: Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> um and so I had given up spice but what I did was I put down one, one substance and I picked up alcohol. And um, once I started to have a problem with alcohol, I realized that it wasn't, like, the substances. It was me that had the problem because once I picked up alcohol, I did the same exact thing that I did with Spice where I started drinking every day, every morning, every day. What were every you drinking? Uh, whiskey.
2: Whiskey? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Before school? Mm-hmm. And
4: during, sometimes, after.
2: Counselors Especially and teachers weren't kind of like, hmm, that... You're behaving kind of strange today. Can we Um, talk
4: about that for a second? A lot of times I didn't go to school, knowing that they'd know. Just cut? Yeah, I just wouldn't go.
2: And would they call home and say,
4: uh, uh,
2: (laughs) Wasn't in school today. Shayna, where is Shayna? <laughs> where is Shayna today? Shana? Does anybody know um, where Shayna is today? Or? I,
4: they kind of gave up calling my mom after a while, but um, in the play I also mentioned it. Um, I went to an alternative high school, and which was really a good fit for me because um, I had a lot of anxiety issues. So it was a smaller school. But um, my home school spent like they paid for my placement there, and they threatened to take away my placement. So because I missed like six days out of or five, four days. A lot of days of school of the week and um that's when i started to get help because i was like oh maybe i'll just push them off a bit and like be like see i'm getting help like don't kick me out of school because i realized i needed to be there in order to graduate so but then i kind of got into getting sober once i went into treatment And, and, and
3: where did you go into treatment the first time Castle. Castle. So that that's our adolescent substance abuse program through High Point Treatment Center. Clean and sober teens, living empowered. And, and
2: this was based on alcohol,
3: Shanna, or
2: Shana. Shana. Shanna, Shana,
4: Shana. Shana. Shana.
3: That's okay. Shana.
2: You'll get it one day. Maybe. on the second right. show.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: that was alcohol and, and
3: yes, the
4: first time I went uh, for treatment, like in a facility, it was al- well, all the times it was alcohol.
2: Yeah, but the spice had, had was definitely. Still sort of... Yeah, it was pretty bad. So, you know, you mentioned that you had anxiety. Do you think that was part of what you were trying to self-medicate against? Oh,
4: definitely. I mean, when I had alcohol in my system, I felt like I could do anything and do anything, be in any social situation, but um, I always ended up blacking out, so that didn't really work out well. But you don't really think of that part when you're you're drinking. You're just thinking of that feel-good feeling for that, like, half a second.
2: but But prior to having a drink you're like i'm not going and talking to any of those people oh
4: yeah i hate well i've gotten better about liking people Um, yeah and
2: and, but back Uh, then we're talking about
3: let me just let me just introduce nicole for a moment okay she's here and uh, i just want folks to understand the process that goes into this because the kids stories are amazing But there is something called commitment, you know, so if you're an AANA, people will come and they will tell their story, and it's a tell. But what Nicole does with the psychodrama portion is something different. Nicole?
5: So what we do is we aim to show. We take the tell and we make it show. And so I spend lots of time with the kids, and they tell me their stories, and we have them act out their stories. And then I take all of this material and I figure out how can I make this as true as possible for the kids and also make it make sense as a play. So, for example, in Second Chances, which is the show that that Heather and Shayna are in, there's a moment where Heather sneaks out and goes to Shayna's house and does a bunch of drugs and then Nana finds out and gets upset. So that didn't actually happen. It wasn't Shayna's house that Heather went to, but Heather went to somebody's house. And so I have to, you know, figure out how to theatrically weave it together to make sense, Uh, and so that's, you know, one of the things that I really enjoy doing. And for me, working for Drug Story Theater and being able to bring civic dialogue about drugs to middle schools high schools and parents is really awesome
2: yeah it's god's work you're doing a great job Thank when you. are we going back on tour she really, can we talk about that it really
3: is and, and, and i just want to mention i don't know if emily is out there listening but emily is the third cast member she would have been with us tonight but she was feeling a little sick so there's so she three, couldn't, there are three young members. women okay. right, that's right and, and emily you know didn't go to school today and so her mom rightly said well if you didn't go to school yeah You can't do your after school stuff. That's That's absolutely fair. Great parenting. Reasonable. When are we going on tour? Well, we actually have been performing most of the South Shore, right? So what, what towns? We
6: need a tour, man. We
2: need a tour, tour, man. YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. So are you guys committed to sending this message nationally
6: Yeah, and definitely. letting every
2: kid a know so that it doesn't happen to them? Mhm.
6: Hopefully. It's That's you
2: getting too. Getting to be a
6: very big problem. So all the ta- towns around me, the kids are getting into like very hardcore drugs, cocaine. What age sex, are they seeing Xanax. cocaine? What age?
2: What age are we seeing cocaine?
6: I actually know a 13-year-old right now that does cocaine. So snorting
2: cocaine. Yeah,
6: snorting cocaine.
2: Mhm. Wow. Yeah. 13. And Xanax. 13. Yeah. Snorting Xanax? Yeah.
6: No, no. Just, sure taking just swallowing it. it, yeah.
2: And what is that if how does that affect the 13-year-old taking Xanax?
6: I'm not sure. Is that They're, a high
2: or a hallucination?
6: They, I'm, I'm not or, sure if anybody likes them. Oh I think they lost all their friends. They're just like I did when I was that little. I did the drugs and then had no friends. And oh. I'm sure that's, I'm, I think that's what's happening to them.
2: Yeah. And are their parents aware of what's going on?
6: I don't think their parents care.
2: Really? Yeah, cuz some, is parents, that, some no, parents Is that is that some of the issue? Yeah. Dr. Joe. Is yeah. that you see that people aren't paying attention, so they're not feeling loved, and then it cycles because they're not being loved, they're not being found out, and all of a sudden it's too late.
3: It <laughs> certainly is part, but we can't blame parents no, for this. not right? this not isn't blaming her. parents,
2: but but in certain but, situations, but in
3: some families, unfortunately, you know, there is a, a biological component remember the i m is four yeah. domains right the i m is the home and the social domain, and we talked a lot about the social domain tonight as as an influence on the i see how I see myself so if you 're in a social domain where you don 't think you 're valued, that doesn 't feel very good. so your brain is saying, "I want to feel good, and that 's a major risk factor. We know that low self esteem is one of the major risk factors okay. for using substances so okay. so if there are kids out there. Who are feeling that they are not valuable, let me assure you, you are. And it is just one stop away from getting help. You go to your guidance counselor, you go to someone, go to someone that you trust, and just be honest. You know, people don't share their secrets because they worry they're going to be judged as broken and less than. But that's not what really happens. When you share your secret with someone that you can trust, you now have done most important thing, you're not worrying alone anymore. And so no one should worry alone. No one should ever worry alone. That's right. So I, I there was a story I wanted Shana maybe to talk because I want to get back to that anxiety component. Uh, go ahead. You can tell him. <laughs> you can tell him the whole story.
4: Yeah. Uh, so, like I said earlier, I have um I still struggle with it, but uh, a lot of social anxiety. And so Dr. Schrand in one of our groups at Castle had mentioned this project, and it sounded like a really great idea, but I did not like the idea of getting up on stage. So he originally told me I could sell tickets. <laughs> I did. We don't sell <laughs> tickets to our show. No, we don't. That's not a thing. So he tricked me into it. But I
3: he, didn't mean so me to. So have you performed for a crowd yet?
4: Oh, yeah. This is my third
3: year doing this. Oh, okay. This. Yeah, Shana okay. is our veteran. Yeah. Okay. She was in the very first show. Okay. Uh, when we first did it um, at PCIS, Plymouth Community... Intermediate Community School. School. ...in Plymouth, uh, Gary Maestas, the superintendent, really, really helped us. And we uh, we just have really moved so on from So it's middle there.
2: schools and high schools. Middle schools performing. and high schools, sixth and, grade and, and what are you recommending the age group of of the audience to six,
3: be? Six, the sixth grade is, is really powerful. With their parent. With Perfect. or without the parent, I, okay. ideally the parent will see it later on. But but it's a powerful oh, so group. So you're doing it in, in the school schools, hours in and the then at night, that's right? That's right after. Oh, great. So we have another call. We have Julie from Marshfield is on the air. Hello, Julie.
8: Hello, Doctor Joe. How
3: are you? So look, we we got a few minutes. What's on your mind?
8: I'm doing well. I just I just want to praise you. I think your um, work with the drug stories there is is great. I we mean, I took my my middle school age kids to to the show a couple years ago and it was really powerful and opened up dialogue after the show and it was i thought it was an incredible thing and i and i want to praise the students that act in it as well i think they're um very brave to tell their stories i also just had a question for them i i do work with adolescent kids and i'm going to be doing some screening for um state mandated screening at the middle school and i was just wondering um for the kids that are there if they had some sort of you know helpline that they found particularly useful if, if somebody opens up that they're starting to experiment with drugs you know um what kind of advice would you give to someone who says in seventh grade that might be starting to um Experiment a little bit. I mean, that would be helpful to maybe a helpful site or helpline
3: or, or help. Heather, you want to start that? And we'll go over to Shayna? So you got some advice, advice for Julie about how to help?
6: Um, tell them they'll either end up dead or in jail because that's really the <laughs> truth. Um, dead?
2: Well, there's three choices actually.
6: Dead, dead jail, jail or
2: recovered. Recovery. Right? Oh, right.
6: Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I would rather be better to like just not do it in the (coughs) first place like if you have the brain to know that these drugs are going to affect you in this type of way why do it in the first place why why put yourself in that position knowing that you could get hurt
3: so shana we got we got 30 seconds what what could julie do what what, what's a good screening question
4: (laughs) I don't know what that means, um, but I know a lot of what we tell the kids is just wait until you're of age and you yeah. have more concept of what you're doing.
3: Just wait. Just great wait. Show. Folks, Drug Story Theater. Julie, thanks so much. we got to end. Are we going to get We're, these guys back We'll in the get show. them back here you and promise? we will let you know what's going on. And cool. Thanks, folks. Have a great Thanksgiving.
0: Do love or was he just being wild? Who knows?